Okay, so hi and welcome again to Digital Insurance Pint Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Reed, president of GRTR Consulting, and I'm here with Jeff Roy, president of Excalibur Insurance, Steve Earle, president of Chief Insurance, and Adam Mitchell, president of Mitchell & Whale. Today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, consumer behavior. Are consumers actually going digital and, and will it last? And are there differences between uh, personal insurance customers and commercial insurance customers. So I'm just going to get us started here. And uh, I see Jeff's currently on my screen. So I'm going to ask Jeff first, what, um, what, 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 what was your percentage of digital interactions uh, before COVID? So go back to, you know, maybe the end of 2019 and contrast that with what percentage it is now. So Jeff, go ahead. That's a tough one because we have uh, traditional brokerages and people still do walk in the doors. Uh, we're in a local small community. So that's a tough one. I, I would say we don't really identify enough when people walk in the doors, but most people are doing things over the phone through traditional means. So I would suggest we didn't see a huge difference, just that we had, we lost the, some of the older clients and some traditional people walking in the doors. Uh, they'd started doing things by phone and they shifted and adjusted. So that was one transition that we did see. And uh, for commercial and farm clients, and I still have a book of business I look after. Uh, we can't go and we weren't going out to visit those clients at that point. So some of those traditional touch points were gone and replaced with digital. So I would suggest we might have a 10% swing uh, to more digital, but we're probably already 80 to 90% digital right now. Uh, when you say digital interaction, Tom, I'm curious, how would you define that? So, how would you explain that? Yeah. So I would, I would look at it. Um, you can encompass it in a couple of ways. I mean, I mean, some folks would include, you know, um, a, a telephone interaction as a digital interaction. I look at it as more as something where you, your customer is doing self-serve through your app or your website or you're emailing back and forth, uh, that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I would suggest, like, just to throw a number, I would say 80, 85% of stuff is digital right now, and there's probably 15% that's not digitally enabled but that number flipped a bit during covid but i suspect that would go back down again because people still like the face-to-face -face and the traditional and i think one of the things our staff is and we're all clamoring for is human interaction and seeing people and doing stuff and you know getting out there and the isolation is and people are just wanted to embrace people and you know, after three months they're just ready for a shift so yeah okay thanks jeff let's let's uh let's go to the other end of the spectrum here and i'll i'll, I'll go to uh, steve Steve, obviously cheap is a fully virtual slash digital uh, brokerage. Have you seen any uh, any change in your you know in your in, in the way your customers are interacting with your with your uh, brokerage? There's more uptake for sure on uh, the use of the limited self serve tools that we have. Um, if you're, I mean, we, we still talk to people on the phone, obviously, and that seems to be everybody's preferred method of initial contact, uh, even on service. But um, the, the number, the, the amount of use of our digital tools for requesting a change, uh, you know, we digitized the, the information that was required uh, by our suppliers in order to get the COVID discount because they were all over the map. They said, you know, some of them were just, well, change coverage. Some of them were, you know, fill out our form. We digitized that and took the lowest common denominator, created our own form. So rather than doing it over the phone, 
boom, we sent it to them. We got it back. We automated that. Our processing center could do it the way particular insurance companies wanted it done. So um, we uh, digitization of the, even the COVID process actually picked up and customers weren't adverse to it at all. Right. If you can make, make things easy for consumers, that's typically, you know, better. I mean, my sense is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but when people are buying insurance or they have, um, you know, something they deem to be complex, a lot of times they want to talk to somebody so they make sure they're getting their point across and they want to make sure you're real too. Um, but when it comes to sort of sometimes ongoing stuff, it's easier not to get on the phone. It's easier to interact digitally and consumers tend to choose that. And I think it seems to me that's what you're, what you're experiencing. Is that? Yeah, that if, if you start the conversation traditionally, if it's traditional as phone and you can complete the conversation because forget that call you back, I'll call you back and phone tag begins and all that start it traditionally. And if you can complete it digitally, it actually, it really enhanced uh, our ability internally to be efficient because as those forms were completed, so Tom wants his discount here you go, Tom, I'm going to email you a quick form. You can do it on your phone. We get that back. We can send it to data processors and the person's on to the next call. They're not dealing with it at that time. So it's creating efficiencies for your staff as well. Right. Yeah. There's, you're, you're actually doing the work seven and a half hours a day instead of half of that wasted trying to leave messages for somebody or, or what have you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Adam, let's, let's flip over to you. So, um, what uh, have you seen an, an uptick uh, in your digital interactions with your customers? No, but I, I don't know that it's a fair question. I mean, we, we run one team in, in south of Whitby and we, we write clients all over Ontario from Thunder Bay to Ottawa to Windsor and everywhere in between. So we only interact with our clients for the most part via phone, text, email, and they just kept at it. Um, yeah there's the small percentage, you know, less than 1% that would come in to pay a bill locally. That's not allowed. Like cash is kind of on hold for now. Um, but no, not a, not an increase for us, but I think we'd be much higher than average or we'd have a very low percentage of face to face. Yeah. When you're already at 98% digital interaction, it's kind of hard to go much higher. Um, so anyway, that's uh, okay. That, that's great feedback. So, um, and Adam, I'll stick with you. Are you, because uh, I, I suspect your answer will, will be very short on this one, but are you seeing any behavioral changes from your clients? Uh, not, not yet. I mean, it's really tough to tell what is uh, changing. Like we, we've had a much higher retention. Um, yeah, that's, is, that's that COVID, is that yeah. COVID related? I, I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, I was expecting like Steve to see a, a big run on non-payments and didn't see that. We, we saw some negative endorsements year over year. It's been a, a big swing. Like Jeff was citing some numbers and you would normally see people putting boats in the water, their summer car on, you know, acquiring things. And it's, that hasn't happened at the same pace you would normally get in the spring and summer. Okay. So there, there, there is a behavior changes, but they're all, um, but ultimately, uh, it's still a net positive from your perspective. Yeah, the negative endorsements isn't isn't good, but our sales team well past outsold that and our retention team well past retained past those negative endorsements. So on the grand spectrum of things, that's been a small blip. Now it's still, you know, half a million dollars in negative endorsements, but uh, it's it's not millions. Yeah. 
Okay. And Jeff, let's, let's cut over to you here because I think that uh, if there's any brokerage that has more opportunity for behavioral changes, it's probably in your neck of the woods. Uh, do you want to tell us what's been going on there from a customer behavior perspective? I think we're seeing some people that are doing stuff digitally uh, shifting over that would be more traditional because they have to. And once they do it, the, they will change and do that. As I said, we have a lot of people mostly, you know, it's not a huge percentage swing. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of uh, significant changes. I think the biggest thing is going to be the paperless. That's going to be the biggest shift of when we move clients uh, to, you know, not getting paper in the mail. And our, our clients are used to getting paper or mail. They maybe have been shifted. I know everybody shifted from the bank and that's already happened, but uh, you know, they haven't done that in insurance and it hasn't happened. And now we're going to have to start going through that process. And I think it's going to be more challenging for our traditional booking clients to go through that. And we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. And that's going to be the biggest shift. And it's going to be a big shift with us mentally and the process of how we go about that. So I would suggest paperless is going to be the biggest shift for us. And uh, that's being implemented during COVID because of companies being concerned about not being able to send mail out, people not wanting to touch potentially mail because of COVID. I don't think that's as big of an issue, but that was an issue when it first came out that, well, I better not touch my mail. I could have COVID on it. You know, people just didn't know at that point. Right. So, so I would suggest that the behavior is going to change more from that shift than anything else. Okay, great. Okay. Um, Steve, I'm going to, uh, unless you have, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess there's not a lot. I of was change. just going to reiterate Jeff on the yeah. traditional side. The test is going to be when brokers have to uh, organize trying to get tr their traditional shops and their traditional customers to accept paperless that'll be the proof will be in there as to whether people are willing to do it or not with insurance are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication it's time you switch to a solution that keeps the team connected seamlessly introducing lightspeed voice your gateway to a revolutionary voip system designed to elevate your business communications to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs, whether it's video, conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding. Lightspeed Voice, they've got you covered. They got my agency covered at the Insurance Alliance. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers a seamless integration, making the switch to our VoIP system a breeze. Our expert support team, that's what they're known for, is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and efficient transition for your business. That's right. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool. It's a strategic investment in your business success. It is. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. It's a win-win and it is. You can put that money somewhere else. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. Visit our website or call now to schedule a demo and see firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communications. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync. CAS approved. Okay, interesting. All right, and that's, uh, that'll likely be the subject of a future podcast. <laughs> so, um, uh, quick question here. I'm just going to, Steve, I'll stay with you. Um, this may be more of a traditional question than a cheap question, but are you seeing 
or hearing of differences in behavior between personal insurance clients and commercial insurance clients? No, no, not at, uh, so, no, really. Um, we're not experiencing more commercial customers w looking for a digital experience any more than we were before. I think you're seeing, um, whether COVID or happened or not, um, there's a, a gradual migration to, you know what, don't mail me that thing. You know, it's that thick and I put it in a, in a drawer and I never look at it. And when I want a copy, I call you anyway. So just email it to me or whatever. Um, that might've picked up slightly because we can't, even though those, there were people that we were hand delivering every year, uh, their commercial renewal. We've started to, to email those in PDFs and they haven't been adverse to it because of COVID. I think they're going to get used to it. And um, more and more, it'll just be the way it's done in commercial lines. Personal lines, we'll, we'll see when we go paperless. Okay, interesting. And Adam, um, not sure if you guys write much uh, commercial, but have you seen any difference between the personal, personal insurance and commercial insurance client behavior? Yeah, we're, we're about 10%. So it is a, a minor piece, but as the brokerage is getting bigger, it's still a, a decently big book. Um, I, I'll, I'll skip the digital question on preferences because I think we only really have one channel. Um, but I'll answer that it's, you're seeing a lot more um, commercial clients uh, struggle financially. You can, you can see and feel their pain as they shut down and don't have clients and other pieces. Um, I think a strong majority of our personal lines customers are either fully employed and working from home and nothing's changed or completely propped up with, with government stimulus. Um, but it's, th that, that would be the gap for me, is like you're, you're seeing the pain of the commercial clients struggling and wondering how they're gonna get back and be good. Um, now is the coming out of lockdown, um, we're starting to see a pretty big influx of, of commercial business. So people rejuvenating, either starting up or doing something or trying something. Um, that's been an interesting curve. It came out pretty uh, fast, but it, it also followed the rest of the market. So there's interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, maybe in a month or two, we'll ask you what your, uh, your commercial top line is at that point. Maybe it, it'll have gone up by 50% too. <laughs> um, Jeff, uh, over to you. So you've seen a difference between your personal, uh, personal insurance clients and commercial insurance clients. Jeff, you're on, you're on mute, Jeff. Take two. Um, we have a, I would say one thing different. We probably do a little more farm business than the other two brokers being in rural Ontario. So farmers are adopting technology. They're on Twitter. Like if you want to know how much rain and a lot of information, the farmers really share a lot of information on Twitter, which is great. They love to text and love the email. So we have a, I would say a hybrid going on where we do a lot of digital transactions and we interact with them on changes during the policy year, but they still love the visit and the face to face and coming out and seeing people. There's that relationship, you know, a lot of, farmers we've had insured I've had I've dealt with for 30 years and you see them they become part of your family so I don't think you know zoom does work in but most of the farmers said hey just mailed out to me talk to me on the phone I don't want to screw around with zoom so I don't think the farmers have embraced uh, conferencing as much so I, I don't think that's going to change as much and as soon as that can go back and reset itself I think you're going to see that and uh, most of our digital tools like CSR 24 can do some farming stuff but it's not really designed to handle a farm client yet. 
and uh, the farm business is ripe for digitization. It just, the, the, the tools just aren't there at this point. And even if they are there, it doesn't mean the farmers would use it. So I think it's a little bit further behind in terms of the cycle of digitization. The commercial clients, I would say are on par, but you, you see a bit of a gap with the farm, so. Okay, all right, great, thanks, Jeff. Okay, so this, uh, this is the last question coming up here. And uh, to me, this is the sort of the $64,000 question. I mean, obviously we've seen, you know, our three digital brokers here who've adapted and in fact uh, flourished under COVID lockdown and so on. Um, so my, my $64,000 question is, do you see the almost forced digital adoption lasting once COVID lockdowns have, you know, are sort of in our distant memory? And maybe Jeff, I'll, I'll start with you. Do, you. do you see that we've had, we've had to adopt some behavior as a, as a nation. Yeah. Do you see that continuing and you know, what portions of it and anyway, give, give me your two cents on that. I think uh, the best line is once a mind stretch, it never goes back to its original size. So we're already there. People have already adapted. The trains left the station. So I don't see things going back. It's the new norm. So moving forward, digitization is only going to increase in the future. And, you know, clients will continue to adapt it. Brokers will continue to deal with things and things will continue to evolve. Uh, will we see as rapid of digitization as we did in the last three months moving forward? Uh, there's a lot of people that have started programs. They can't get in front of vendors. There's too big a lineups. They can't do what they want to do. So I think three or four or five months more, there's some big projects going on. Some brokers are tackling some bigger projects. So I think that's what you'll see for the trend. That's my, that's my opinion anyway. Great. Another, another vote for carriers to start building some external APIs, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Steve, let's go over to you. What, what do you think? Is it, is this going to last? And uh, obviously with cheap, you know, I think that's a resounding yes. Maybe talk about um, from the perspective of your traditional shop. Yeah. I, I think that, um, We've seen consumers, if there was a, a mild trending up with uh, consumers adapting more digital relationship uh, elements with their brokers, uh, it, it took a, a big step up. I think it'll, it'll level off again, but we probably got to a place in three months with, uh, with our interaction with consumers digitally that would have taken us another 18 months to two years to get to. So it just sort of sped things up and sandwiched them in between. Um, I think the trend will continue. The big thing will be when things do go back, quote unquote, um, people will like to have the option. So they'll get used to it. So, okay, I got to deal with my brokerage digitally right now. Uh, but when things go back, well, this time I'm going to deal with them digitally. This time I'm going to call, maybe I'll go in. Now you get those options back, but that might've been a person who always just went in or called or expected it a certain way. They're used to the other tools now. So you're getting them prepared to, to use those other tools. I don't think you're going to go back from that. Okay, great. Yeah, I've heard, um, not sure if it was McKinsey or some other article that I've read that suggested that uh, the pace of digitization has been accelerated by something between two to five years. Um, now, that's probably because the pace was really slow before, uh, and now it's been forced, but uh, that's, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And absolutely the pace of what's uh, been happening has been dramatically increased. That's what and, happens when you give a Red Bull to a turtle. What do you expect, right? So. <laughs> 
I think that's a dead turtle, but. <laughs> right. uh, on that note, um, Adam, I'm going to give you the last word for this, uh, this episode here. What do you see happening with digital adoption uh, when we go back to uh, some sort of normal? I don't think technology ever goes backwards, right? Our, our, our use of Google, our use of cell phone, our use of Zoom right now, our use of webcasts, our use of any of these things, it never goes backwards. Um, now, there's probably going to be a, a, a tempering of this because we're getting forced into some of these things. And much of us would really like go to have a handshake and a meeting and a beer and some things. But it, it, the toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube. Um, so everybody rushing into Amazon and ordering more and more and more things in that digital environment. Um, you do get some people supporting hyper local and wanting to do it. But the macro trend, if you zoom out enough, I think is still overwhelmingly that Amazon's winning. Um, and I think the same thing will go here is you'll still have people that are able and wanting to have face to face meetings and going into Steve's traditional shop. But I think Steve's back end tech will be better. His experience will be better. It'll be less clumsy as you polish up more things. So no, I, I don't think you'll ever see a macro trend go backwards on this. Great. All right. So thank you guys very much. That wraps up another episode of Digital Insurance Pine Podcast. I want to thank uh, Adam, Steve, and Jeff, as always. And uh, well done, guys. Congratulations. Uh, really, really pleased to see how quickly and well you guys adapted to the pandemic and the fact that you're flourishing under it is, uh, is just, it's just fantastic. So well done, guys. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.